0: What up, what up? Hello, my favorite go-getters, goal setters, bosses, entrepreneurs, and etc., all that good stuff there. Welcome back to Corporate Idiots. It is your favorite host, moi, in the building, and we are gathered here today to pick up on the second edition um of Monetary Monday. Second episode, I guess you'd say. Now, listen. I gave it a lot of time, obviously, Um, a lot of time. I can't stress enough. You hear me? Gave y'all the opportunity to reach out to me individually, gather some feedback, and understand your deepest concerns with being more financially stable. Also educated and savvy, all that shits and giggles in between. You know what I'm saying? Um, It's a new year and I'm here to help you stay on course with those financial new year resolutions that I'm sure you have set. So this episode we're going to be touching up on is around credit. I have specifically named it credit check go, kind of like a play on ready, set, go. You know what I'm saying? Was that corny? Okay, well, whatever. Fuck y'all. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Anyways, uh, this will forever and always be a hot topic to the community. Young and old, mature, or just getting started, everyone needs a little FYI on this subject, right? And so now credit can be broken down so many ways. And to keep the episode, hopefully because there's a lot to talk about, um, and good timing while touching up on some good stuff, I will segment them into different episodes on monetary Monday. So you guys keep tuning in. Okay, great. Let's start with the basics. Um, what is credit ways to establish credit and what makes up your credit score? I'll also provide my personal experiences a little here and there um, that I've gone through just to add to help give you some tips um, to help you build and maintain your credit score. Okay, listen, at the end of the day, I'm looking to help someone out there and we all just want to be great. So tune in, sit tight and let's get this ball rolling after this brief ad. All right. Bing. What's up, guys? You are now tuning in to Corporate Idiots. As with my life's tips from Trill's Lips, I gotta let you guys in on my secret for creating this dope-ass podcast. It's called Anchor, and it's the best platform to use to get yourself started on your own podcast creation. First off, it's easy to use. Record and edit from the same platform. It's free, super fast, and efficient. They distribute your podcast for you to all the major listening platforms. Lastly, you want to make some money? Find sponsorships with no minimum listenership. What more could you really ask for? Seriously. Again, that's Anchor. Download the Anchor app today or visit anchor.fm. You won't regret it. I swear. Alrighty, guys. So we are back. And we are here to ask, what is Credit okay. I don't want to sound mundane, nor do I want to overcomplicate the subject, so I'll just keep it simple. Credit is a binding agreement between you and a provider in which you, as a borrower, receive something of value with the promise to return the payment in full faith, usually including interest. Or, (laughs) if you want the Trill definition, it is when you borrow money from some source in some way and you got to pay that shit back plus some, okay? Basically, it's an IOU. I owe you for letting me borrow this, usually cash. And because you let me borrow it, and I typically cannot repay in a lump sum form or fashion, we'll pay you back on a set schedule over a period of time. Because of the time, and the lump sum inability to pay um shindig that's going on you will charge me interest consider it a convenience fee now one thing i do want to touch up on around credit is the lack of education and understanding around it um there are also a lot of misconceptions about credit that have been passed down generally gener- generationally is that a word Anyways, that have, <laughs> um, have negatively impact individuals in establishing credit or wanting to establish credit and they foster bad habits within our community around having credit my oh, god i said credit a lot of damn times you guys get the picture one example that i unfortunately see a lot um far 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 too often in my workplace is around young adults being unable to get their foot in the door to start building credit because mama daddy or grandma auntie or uncle or sister baby cousin or whoever has put something in their name And that has essentially defaulted or charged off, which means it hasn't been paid, so now it's a debt owed. And now I already have a negative or derogatory blemish on my report, and I'm barely legal of age. Listen to me, people. Please don't do this to your children. Please do not set them up for failure this way. It's malicious. It's fraudulent. It's wrong. God, like, come on. Like, we got we to gotta get out of this crab in a barrel mentality and we, we got to set our future up for success and the future is the children. Um, who said that? Whitney, Michael, somebody. Anyways, now we've de- defined, you know, what credit is, right? Okay. So let's be clear around what gets reported on your credit first, then we'll go into how to establish, Okay. So um, there are a lot of people out there under the assumption that a payday loan, first of all, establishes credit or a utility bill or even insurance. And I'm here to tell you that it is wrong as fuck. Loud and wrong. No, no, and please stop. All right. There are three credit bureaus that creditors report your credit to. Okay. And you guys should know this. They are Experian, Equifax, and TransUnion. Three different companies means three different calculations to your credit score, as in not all bureaus report the rate or or the same things that you apply for, okay? So some of them vary and that's why obviously your credit score may vary between the three credit bureaus. Now, I get many questions around what the difference between your credit report and your credit score is don't overcomplicate things because we all know that majority of people only focus on their score but the truth is what's on your report equates to your score so being familiar and understanding what's on your report is extremely important your report is broken down to how many you know debts you have and whether or not you consistently and faithfully Um, make your payments on time okay it also includes personal information like your name your address where you've stayed before etc as well as public record like you know your job history or any recent inquiries of credit so establishing credit can actually be quite easy if you are deliberate and strategic and you guys will hear that a lot in this episode so pay attention when I say deliberate and strategic that's not a stab saying people without credit are dumb or not deliberate or not strategic or whatever you want to call it honestly this is part of the generational curses that we need to break as a whole and there is a difference between wanting to know but not having access to, and blatantly being ignorant and winging the shit. I'm just speaking off experience, I've seen both, and I would just like to play a part in trying to help change that. So anyways, one tip to establishing credit is that you do not necessarily have to be 18, 19, 21, or of any legal age to establish credit, hence the uh, previous example about sister, mama, baby cousin signing me up for X, Y, Z, or whatever the case may be. Okay, I know it's kind of a catch twenty-two, but we'll get into that later. For example, if you as an adult already have credit established with, say, a credit card, you can add your kid as an authorized signer. Now, what is an authorized signer? You say, Trill. Well, it's basically what what it you know what it sounds like. A person that is authorized to sign or to use said credit card yes you can help your children start establishing credit as young as 13 there are several major lenders and banks that allow this now before you start adding everybody and their mama on your credit card think strategically okay first of all you want to make sure um, your credit is already well established and in good order before adding them positive payment history is what you are looking to bleed over, okay? Also, you want to consider adding your kid after you've already talked with them about finances and taught them a bit more about being mature and how money works and you know, having the birds and bees conversation around money, okay? Finances, not that other shit. I mean, you can have that conversation, but that's not what we talk about here. Got it? Cool don't shoot them up you know or shoot yourself in the foot or whatever the case may be just deliberate strategic now some clients take the longer route and become joint owners with their kids when establishing credit this is what my parents did for me my mom started me up at a credit union and then when I turned 18 she got uh, an overdraft line of credit with me to teach me about overspending and the consequences in doing so doing so Now that right there is a whole nother episode that I probably need to cover with y'all. So we're just gonna boop, pinpoint that, parking lot it, put a pin in it, whatever you want to call it. Later, she co-signed with me to purchase my first big girl car with the car note that I was responsible for paying. But anyways, these are just a couple of tips to help you start credit at a young age. However, if you are older and didn't have the opportunity to participate in establishing your credit this way, you can also look into secure loans, lines of credits, or credit cards. These are basically credit accounts where you put your own money down as collateral to open said account with the lender. If your credit is not riddled with negative or derogatory reportings, this is a good way to go, but you'll need to be disciplined in your spending and savings so that you can save up for the money up front. Let me take a brief moment to explain secured credit accounts and collateral, all right? Secured credit accounts typically do not match dollar for dollar, okay? So what that means is that if you put $500 down, you're borrowing $500 or less, on that secured account not a thousand okay it doesn't double up this ain't you know double or nothing or nothing like that like credit the the creditor's objective is to have some insurance in getting their investment back the, the money that they invested on you uh in, in case you decide to like run off on the plug or something since your reputation isn't the best in borrowing because you have nothing to report on your current credit report or or it looks like shit right now or whatever the case may be and be mindful that just because you put down collateral does not mean uh, that it's automatically approved okay you have to remember this is a numbers game of checks and balances with creditors okay yes they want you to borrow money because the interest is what pays them but they don't want to lose that investment in you because you was raggedy or your life fell apart or whatever the case may be. Um, contrary to popular belief, they low-key don't care, you know? I mean, they care. Don't don't get me wrong. I, I work for a financial institution. We care, but we like to educate and we like to provide that information so you can make an informed decision for yourself, okay? Does that make sense? Moving on. All right. So again, you know, credit's not a bad thing. I, I've heard that sometimes too when talking to different clients. Like, credit is not a bad thing. It only gets bad when you mismanage your finances. Um, deliberate and strategic, guys, is the name of the game. Credit is always, always going to cost you money. But it's all about how you how much less you want to pay back in interest okay it's being smart about it we'll get more into that later but let's move on we've broken down what the credit report is and who reports and how now we'll discuss what I call the five C's of credit and the five factors that make up your credit score I just feel like <laughs> I'm really out here educating and helping folks around here so if you've made it this far in listening then congratulations cupcake I am fucking proud of you and you should be proud of me by liking or subscribing or leaving a comment because feedback is a gift and every day is Christmas you hear me moving on so I can hear you now you're saying trill what the hell are five c's of credit and I'm here to tell you if you know this then you're on your way to make more informed decisions about your credit applications if you don't then that's okay okay the five c's of credit are the pillars of support to help determine credit eligibility like knowing these will help you better understand for yourself if you could afford credit or help determine your possibility of approval it's it's kind of like the the know-how like if you know this you can say all right, this is what I wanna apply for, for this particular person, for this amount of time, for this amount, or whatever the case may be, all right? So we're gonna go into that just a little bit more, kind of massage it on in there for you guys, okay? Um, These are what I like to call the controllables, okay? And my motto is always, control the controllables, all right? So, C number uno is character, also known as your trustworthiness. you already got some late payments or some charge-offs creditors will already tend to frown upon this why because these folks want their money back and they want it back timely duh (laughs) wouldn't you okay i mean like money it's money it's moolah it's the coins it's the bags it's all whatever you want to call it right this is also good to understand because having a relationship with a particular creditor can help control this like like your reputation with the bank okay so some of you may have a bank account and if you have not realized the way you manage your bank account um you know some banks will look at that like damn if you manage your shit like this i don't really know if i want to you know what i'm saying so that 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 plays a key factor but your your bank account does not report to the credit bureau so don't get that twisted now it only reports if you owe the bank money because then then they send that shit off and they like yo um this nigga owe me money and then that that hurts your your credit but we'll get into that later all right number two of the uh five c's of credit is going to be capacity or cash flow aka do you have the coins to support that payment Pay stubs, W-2s, 1099s, bank statements, all that shit that verifies your income is what makes this important. Um, how are you going to ask for 10 racks and you only bring $25,000 home a year? Like that, You can say, can you do a little simple math? Like that's, yeah, that's probably going to be a strong no dog, okay? So number three, um, capital what you already got going for yourself do you have a little change now do you own a house you got some retirement what's your money you know looking like if the shit hits the fan you know do you do you have something that you don't really want to touch in that way because you got something else going on like what are you worth essentially okay numero cuatro no i don't speak spanish so don't ask (laughs) conditions conditions is the fourth C of credit and um, this basically revolves around if if your request makes sense for example uh, let's say you got five credit cards already right and all with a, a fairly decent balance and you're asking for another credit card you want to apply for another one you've seen this credit card it's got no annual fee so you don't have to pay for the relationship they got zero percent interest for the next 15 months yada 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 you want to take advantage of it right Okay, with conditions, some creditors, depending on your credit history, may not want to approve you for that extra credit card because of the potential that you won't pay it off or you won't pay off the consolidated amount in the promotional timeframe. And and so now you're more in debt. I know I said earlier that you know creditors don't care and then I took it back, which is true, they, they care. Um, about putting themselves first, usually, <laughs> and that's typically around the conditions. Like, are we setting up this individual for success, or is there another credit opportunity that they could take advantage of that would put them in better conditions than this extra credit card? And so, in this particular example, you know, maybe a personal loan with a fixed payment, a fixed rate, and a term would be would be better based on what you need. So. need to understand the condition at which you are asking or making the request of the credit lastly number five number five c of credit is going to be collateral right now you guys already know what collateral is so this one varies on its relevance but based on what it, it depends on what you're applying for obviously okay uh what's your backup you know is it a home a car a savings account are are they worth enough? If the lender can't get their bean bing beans back, you feel me? Like, can I sell this house for the amount that I let them borrow to buy it? If um, you know, Jeremy or whomever doesn't uh, doesn't pay me my shit back, right? So, conditions, collateral, you get it. So we've covered a lot around those pillars. And I hope I broke it down enough for you to better prepare for your next credit endeavor. Let's move towards wrapping this up with me giving y'all the inside scoop on what makes up your credit score. It's it's the moment you've been all waiting on, I know. But I needed you to know all the other shit first. Like, how you supposed to bake the perfect cake if you miss it shit? It's the same concept. Moving on. So credit score your credit score is the quick glance type of way to keep up with your credit report and the several different things that affect it now your credit score can range between 300 which is really shitty to 850 which is like the bomb.com perfecta all be to the glory hallelujah right There are five key factors that weigh your credit score. If you've been paying attention, five is the magic number around here, so um, we're gonna keep going. Now, your credit score or FICO score is made up of your payment history, that's one, amount owed, length of credit history, increase, and your credit mix. Now, payment history, takes the cake this is this is 35 percent of your score why do you think that is though like seriously you know take a moment to ponder because folks be trifling all right and and they not paying they shit for real that's why no okay (laughs) but really this is important late payments hit you hard hard however comma They're normally not reported until an account is 30 days or more behind. Now, some lenders provide grace periods, which are times allotted where you can pay after your due date without a late fee. Reading up on your contracts with your creditors is crucial, guys, in this aspect, especially specifically if you're in a like a financial emergency okay you you have to know the fine print you have to know the terms and agreements and all that good stuff you can always set up payment arrangements to help control negative payments not reporting payment history though takes up the most percentage when calculating your score again deliberate and strategic is key especially around student loans and medical bills as these type of accounts don't just go away after bankruptcy so if you are kind of already in the shitter and you're like, oh, I'll just erase that shit and file for bankruptcy, please, no, please don't, 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 don't. And we will get into bankruptcy on another episode because that that is something that we really do need to talk about. But deliberate, strategic, 35% of your score makes up your payment history. Pay your shit on time. Then, Period. Poo. Whatever. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, weighing in at 30% of your score is going to be amounts owed. This is what we call credit utilization. What this basically means is how much credit you have available to use versus what you've already used or currently owed. Creditors look for you to be around 30% or lower in your utilization. So example time. You have three credit cards whose limits collectively equal, let's say, $10,000, okay? Um, you owe about 1000 on each one of them, which means that your credit utilization is right at 30%. It's simple. It is good to practice good credit usage as it helps to reflect your maturity and responsibility around spending when you need it versus just because you have it, so it's important to, to understand what credit you have and how you're using it obviously budgeting people that's what I'm trying to get out next at 15% is going to be your credit history lenders like to see how long you've had your credit established it is important to be mindful of when opening and closing accounts now granted this is only 15% but it's a percentage it's a pie chart guys so you got to understand how your pie is cut Closing like a very old account can actually hurt your score um, because you lose that payment history and time and the length, you know, all that that you've had uh, for your overall credit established. Also, opening several new accounts at the same time could shorten your average time in having credit and and all that can just be a really bad look. So, Sometimes like if you monitor your credit through a FICO score checker through your bank or Credit Karma or whatever the case may be and you recently apply for something and you see it dip down, sometimes that's temporary because of most likely your credit history. Like you may not have much longevity in the history that you've thus um, established and so opening up something new has in a sense kind of shortened it more comparative to your overall average length of credit history if that makes sense I hope it makes sense to you guys if it does not you know ask questions I'm all I'm all for it okay so which brings us up to our next one weighing in at 10 percent is increase And I'm pretty sure a lot of you have heard about inquiries. Y'all think it's the devil. Oh, no, don't run my credit. It's going to be an inquiry. Is it a hard one or a soft one or this, that, or the third? Like, what are we playing? Softball? I don't know. Anyways, um, an inquiry occurs when you submit a credit application. It could be for anything. It could be a credit card, a loan, um, a car, mortgage, whatever Now, most people get caught up in inquiries negatively affecting their score because they've had too many in such a a short time frame, like when you're shopping for a vehicle, right? Inquiries take two years, guys, two years to fall off. So. you're shopping around for credit it's best to use like a credit calculator um, or understand your existing credit and interest rates of the lender that you're considering to borrow from before submitting your final application for example when I bought my truck in 2015 I spent months looking for the perfect truck for the perfect price partly because I'm very particular but also there was a set amount that I wanted to pay and not go over for my monthly payment. And I knew I, knew I would have negative equity in my current vehicle. Uh, for those of you that don't know what, what that means, uh, it means that I owed more for my vehicle versus uh, what it was worth, you know? And so I found the truck or whatever, I spoke with my banker to discuss what I wanted to do and how I wanted to do it. We discussed interest rates, terms, monthly payments, um, how much I would probably need for my trade-in, all that good stuff. And then once I calculated a good monthly payment, I got them in touch with the dealership. One inquiry, guys. One. One. My terms, my way, that's it. No bullying. I saved a lot of time and money. I mean, I didn't even have to go into the dealership, guys. Like, legit, I bought my truck from Georgia, a dealership in Georgia. I did all my communications via phone and email between my banker and the dealership. And they legit drove my Jeep um, to Birmingham from Georgia, picked up the check, picked up my other car, Gave me the keys and everything was Gucci. It was great. It was fantastic. And one inquiry. You're welcome. Love you. Mean it. (laughs) All right. So we finally got down to the last inside scoop of your credit score. And that's going to be the last 10% is your credit mix. And what that basically means is what your credit is compromised of based on the, the type of credit that you have which it can be revolving or fixed or secured or unsecured now we touched up on secured versus unsecured revolving um basically you know what that means is that you know it's 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 open like a credit card or a line of credit this this type of credit typically has a variable interest rate and no set term which means it stays open for as long as you use it and you know in some cases depending on the type of credit like for example if you get like a home equity line of credit um, the line is only open for say 10 years of the 30 years that you open that account for like that's the amount of time you have to draw on it that's a whole nother subject but you know in some given instances you can have revolving credit close because you haven't used it. So the creditor may close it or you may write a letter and close it and say, hey, I don't want this anymore or whatever the case may be, you know, comparative to fixed credit. This type of credit typically is, is w- what it is. It's, it's fixed. OK, it's in the word. So once you borrow it, you pay it. It's on a fixed interest rate for a fixed amount of time. And once it's paid off, it's closed, okay? So your credit mix is important because if all you have are closed credit accounts that you paid in good faith, don't get me wrong, and and they were in good standing and everything, it can still negatively impact, you know, your credit score because one, you lose that history because it, it ends up closing. And that good stuff only reports for about 10 years before it falls off. So it's good to know that you know good credit credit accounts that that are paid don't stay on your credit forever and so having something revolving or always open helps along the way oh let me take a breather right quick y'all good lord I just I didn't expect these three basic topics would cover so much and yet I still feel like there's much more I can go into but for now we'll leave it right here on the playground um this was some good shit that we covered and i hope you all got some information that was insightful and helpful uh you guys can always visit corporate idiots facebook page if you have more questions or hit me up directly if you don't want your business all out there and shit like that i can hold water don't worry anyways this was fun Uh, There is plenty more where this came from. Make sure you guys tune back in every other Monday for another Monetary Monday. Listen, if you guys really need more credit guidance or questions, you can seek a professional and pay for it. Or you can do it yourself. The work can sometimes be tedious, but I promise it's worth it. I've I've done it before, and we'll get in more into credit around like disputing transactions, um, helping repair or rebuild your credit, uh, bankruptcies, and things of that nature. We'll get more into that as the episodes go on. Um, listen, most banks and credit unions also have credit one-on-one educational tabs on their websites that are free for everyone to read, um, whether you have a relationship with them or not. And and there's me, of course. But um, you guys can also pull up a, a free copy of your credit report at annualcreditreport.com to view a dispute item. So a lot of this legwork and footwork you can do yourself as long as you are Uh, deliberate and strategic of course um i think uh i think we're good i I just want to say that i appreciate you all and as always thank y'all for supporting and giving me some feedback this wraps up our week of monetary monday on corporate idiots uh y'all stay fresher than those 50s that y'all asked for those crisp 50s that y'all asked for for christmas yeah y'all do that much love Peace.